2: The dog absolutely did not have it coming. It's one more thing.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
4: One more thing. But before we get to that, do you remember the movie Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze? Highly mocked by many people over the years. Lots of women loved Patrick Swayze in that movie back in the day in the 90s, 1994. There's was a, he a bouncer or something like that? a bouncer at a bar with fabulous hair and uh, uh, lots of fighting guys around pool tables and whatnot. There, what's the best description of it, Hanson? You nailed it. Perfect. <laughs> perfect, perfect hair, <laughs> fighting, fighting, guy hair fighting guys. <laughs> around a pool table. Around a pool table. Plus, he drove that incredible <laughs> Buick Riviera. Oh, yeah. That was a frigging cool car. Yeah, yeah that's huh? true. Yeah, I fell in love with uh, that car from that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Hanson's a car guy, in case you, you didn't notice.
4: It is a cultural touchstone, so they decided to make a new version of it. Let's hear a little of bit course. With, with Jake Gillenhall. Let's hear a little bit of the trailer.
3: Tell me about the spout. Yeah, saw all nice, like he's Mr. Rogers or something, but then he'll haul off. Ah! Really interesting guy, overall. Rand wants to take the roadhouse away from me. He wants to build some resort. I should warn
4: you, people have a certain way of getting things done around here. There you go, and I think that gives you the tone, so here's the explanation in the IMBD. An ex-UFC middleweight fighter ends up working at a rowdy bar in the Florida Keys where things are not as they seem.
2: No, oh, no! I thought they were as they seem!
3: <laughs> but they're not!
4: What? Do we, we know what kind of car he drives in this movie? I hope it's not a Prius. AMC Pacer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the picture on the cover is Jake Gyllenhaal uh, with his shirt undone, and he is—he uh, went Ryan Gosling. It appears he did a lot of working out and dieting for this movie to get prepared for it. Yes, you got some more, Michael? Oh, I'm looking at the picture up there. Uh, oh, yeah, lots of fighting, lots of punching, lots of bare-chested. Yeah, you're going to like this sort of thing.
2: Did I hear somebody saying off mic that uh,
4: Colin McGregor's the bad guy? Or did I mishear that? He is. He's uh, in, acting in the movie. I wonder how he is. And he's perfect for this role. Yeah, he plays himself. Yeah, no Violent
2: kidding. jackass. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I mean, off. I'm trying out Dangerous. for the role of
4: the giant, uh, for the uh, jackass, uh, violent jackass. I'd like to try out for that role. You're perfect. <laughs> well, let's, yeah, let's just start rolling. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, huh. Look for that in the theaters. I hope somebody doesn't make me go to it.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking speaking of violence, we've touched on this story
2: a couple of times, but there's a lot going on here that I wanted to to talk about a little bit. It's the story of the California woman who was convicted of killing her boyfriend by stabbing him 108 times. During a, quote, cannabis-induced psychosis, uh, a couple of days ago, this 33-year-old woman, her name is Bryn, was sentenced to two years probation and was ordered to perform 100 hours of community service after being found guilty of killing her new boyfriend. They'd been going out for a couple of weeks, I guess a few weeks, um, uh, according to the Ventura County Star. The Superior court judge ruled that the woman had quote no control over her actions when she entered into a psychotic episode and stabbed the young man repeatedly this was back in 2018 experts for the prosecution and the defense both found that the marijuana bong hit given to the woman threw her into a deadly psychotic episode uh, and from that point forward she had no control over her actions again the the prosecution agreed with the defense in this case, the key to it, because it is a, and it took me a long time to understand why this had to be, but it, it's a, it's a well-known principle of American law that if you do something horrific when you're wasted, well, it's your fault you were wasted, right? So the whole thing's your fault,
4: right? Right, right.
2: And I just happened to read a really uh, moving piece by William crystal I think, in the New York Times. Uh, not to get off on a tangent, but it was about a, a childhood friend of his who did something horrific while wasted on drugs. And it, what's in, what was really, really interesting, uh, and they remained friends to the extent that they could, uh, but what was really interesting about this story is the guy who did the heinous act is a hardcore, it's on me. Nobody else. I made the decisions, I did the act, it is on me. No excuse making, don't blame society, don't blame anything. And and Crystal, the New York Times lefty columnist, is about, well, I admire that in some ways. Isn't the hopelessness that certain communities have endured because of the something and something and the drug use that it's led to really at fault here? So even as his friend himself is angrily saying, no, don't blame this on anything but my decisions, He is a lefty had to cling to the he has no agency. He was forced to by society. Anyway, well, a bit of a tangent.
4: I've heard a lot of stories we all have where it seems (laughs) like, God dang it. So they were they were out of their mind. They didn't even know what they were doing. And this happened. And now they're going to be. But what is the alternative? If you're going to have the alternative be you get any leeway for not my fault, I was hammered.
3: How's that going to work? I mean, There's no other option. Well, and what's the difference Katie's, between this and, and blacking out drunk? You know, I mean, if, if you black out drunk and you do something, now they've kind of opened this weird loophole where it's like, well, they, they
2: haven't, though. I see what you're saying. That's what we're talking about. That's, yeah, you can't. I'm way, I was wasted is not a defense. Here's the thing, and, and everybody agrees with this, and, and I, I don't know whether it's right or wrong. She said she did a hit. And really didn't feel anything. And her boyfriend says, said, do another hit. And she said, I don't want to. And he talked her into it. He insisted that she do it. So she did another hit and quickly was just overwhelmed and, and completely wasted. Now, I wasn't there at the trial. And, and trust me when I say, having been a juror a few times, you've got to be there and take in the testimony. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you have no idea what happened. Um, the the, the drive by media, even if they're of good conscience and trying their best, their description of the testimony, just it's not good enough. So uh, anyway, so
4: I'll i I'll tell you, I'll, I, uh, I take your point, as people are fond okay. of saying right now, mm-hmm. uh, that that's the case. But how do you separate that from? I knew I was drunk enough, but everybody was one more, one more. You got to do it. Come yeah. on. And you did exactly. one more shot and then you blacked out.
2: And back to Katie's point that I, I didn't mean to shut you down. I just wanted to get that first part out first. Um, the the only other person who was there that night is dead. Yeah. And so, yeah. again, I would have liked to have been there in the court hearing the testimony that convinced everybody, including the prosecution, that this woman was essentially blameless. Law enforcement found her covered in blood, hysterically crying next to her boyfriend's body, still gripping the knife. She plunged the knife into her own throat when police attempted to disarm her, also stabbed her dog during the rampage, according to the outlet. And if you've oh. seen pictures of her after she was arrested, she did herself some damage. Wow.
3: Yeah, her, um, her, her neck and her throat areas cut up. Oof. Big time. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's 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 horrible. Now Under California law, a person is seen as responsible for their actions when impaired by drugs or alcohol, unless their intoxication is involuntary. Jurors took less than four hours to find her guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Uh, During the sentencing, she sobbed in court as she apologized to
4: the father of the victim. Um, Boy, uh, uh, involuntary. uh, Holding you down and putting something in you is definitely involuntary. Yeah. Convincing you to do something. I don't know yeah
2: yeah it's not uh, you're not wrong um
3: you're right they had to see. have said something in this trial that made everybody go okay right because
4: right,
2: this right, is right.
3: this is completely making zero sense to was me right she, now without hearing the whole she, story was she
4: just so scared of him or something or i don't know did
3: he threaten well, her the,
4: right the
2: prosecution painted her as a party girl who just wanted to get high Uh, She was portrayed in a different light by her father during sentencing hearing. She's worked her whole life to help others hearing impairment. She's an audiologist. Uh, On the other hand, the victim's father accused uh, the judge of being biased and claimed following his ruling that the judge set a dangerous precedent. Quote, he just gave everyone in the state of California who smokes marijuana a license to kill someone.
4: Yeah, I I wouldn't. I don't know if it's that far, but it's closer to that than I would like it to be.
2: Yeah That's a tough this one. is yeah this is one of these stories/cases slash cases where the outcome is so surprising to me I feel like I'm missing something important yeah. whether it's the specific testimony um yeah, well it was probably specific testimony um but uh I also think it's so interesting human nature wise that the father of the guy who died does not see it the
3: way The gal's father does. We Mm. all see what we want to see. Well, and to the dad's point, what now is stopping someone from claiming psychosis?
2: Right. That's a good point. Well, oh, my gosh, I've come across several articles recently. The pot is so strong and young people who use it too much are causing themselves psychotic problems. Now, granted, that is arguably voluntary. But if you have any case where the other person is dead... It's like a weird, he said, she said, Oh, I didn't want to smoke at all. With hammer I people. did not yeah, I did not want to drink that vodka at all. He he held me by the hair and poured it down my throat. Right. May, may have. And then mm-hmm. it comes down to whether the jury believes them or not. That's tough, man.
4: We That's will, tough. We will keep our eye on this story. Back to the movie Roadhouse. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um Katie, have you ever seen what? Ro- have you ever seen Roadhouse? I have years ago. Okay, but- right. So chicks dig- dug it. And then Mm -hmm. some guys dug it for different reasons. So I just saw the trailer. Hanson was playing it while we were talking earlier. I've seen the Conor McGregor part. He Mm -hmm. plays the out-of-control bad guy. This might be the most, it's two-on-the-nose casting in the history of casting. It'd be like if you had a movie about a guy who murdered his ex-wife and O.J. Simpson's playing him. I just was watching. <laughs> right,
2: right. I was just, right here's the scene, just Connor, thinking. where an old man looks at you in the bar here and you get pissed off and you, and you sucker punch him in the face. Oh, that'll be easy to play.
4: <laughs> yeah, I just watched a, he walks into the pool room and somebody gives him a bad look and so he smashes the cue over the table and then somebody else says something to him and he walks up and heads butts him in the face. Well, was this part of the movie or was this just video from the bar you were at last Saturday night? Right. Yeah, is this a documentary? <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: They just told all the extras to go in there and do their thing and gave him no warning. It's just a total improv. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, please improv.
2: Boy, That's... Your, your OJ movie idea is too Brilliant. much. Brilliant. I don't OJ know. OJ would take that friggin' role, too.
4: I don't know if I can think of an example where they'd had a part for a movie and they just. You know, you bring Ted Bundy out of prison to play the serial killer or something. It's just, it's okay. weird.
3: Okay, OJ, we're going to yeah. put you in a white Bronco. You're going to lead the cops <laughs> on a high-speed chase. Yeah, my, cause I wouldn't it's a, drive that ugly-ass car. <laughs> it's interesting. So I'm,
4: it. I'm watching Conor McGregor on the video here, <laughs> smashing up this pool hall. And it looks exactly like the video where he goes nuts and throws that chair through the window of that bus and everything like that. It's the same. He looks exactly the same. It's a great it's saves on acting lessons. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you get credit? Would you get best actor for that, or what? They got to come up with a special category: best representation of your real life goes to <laughs> Conor Be- McGregor. Best being yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Weird. What, anyway,
2: what's you looking at, old man? Why are you looking at me, old man? <laughs> come on.
4: <laughs> I think he's a dick, Conor McGregor.
3: Oh, I kind of love something about him. Well, I know all women do, all oh, women do. All no, not, women like, do. not like that. I just love that he takes, we could say it on here, takes no shit. And just, I don't know, I, I, there's something about him. <laughs> he, and he's Irish.
4: He definitely takes no shit. Uh, well, he's damaged goods. His, he, his brain
2: isn't right.
4: That's true. He's that's been, true. Been, been, been beaten too many times about the head. Anyway, we'll see how this movie turns out. Uh, I guess he uh, steals a line from Patrick Swayze from Dirty Dancing. He says, nobody's... Leaves baby in a corner and then beats the guy. Right, and then headbutts him, <laughs> yeah. breaks her nose. Well,
1: I guess that's it.
0: I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C.,